0: Welcome into another episode of Locked on Phillies. In today's episode, it's time to ramp up for Game 3 and the series shifts back to Arizona. Ranger Suarez will take on Brandon Fott tonight. Big advantage for the Phillies. Can Ranger Suarez continue to be as good as Nolan Wheeler have been? And what changes, if anything, as the series shifts back to Arizona? Finally, the Gold Glove finalists have been announced for the National League and uh, we'll take you through a couple Phillies who might get a chance to take home that honor. We'll discuss all of it on today's episode of Locked on Phillies. You are locked on Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is locked on Phillies part of the locked on podcast network your team every day I'm your host Connor Thomas thank you so much for checking us out please make sure you're rating reviewing subscribing to the YouTube all that good stuff this is my second year's host of locked on Phillies and it's incredible last year I uh, was very excited in my first year we did a hundred and thousand a hundred and thousand a hundred thousand downloads of the podcast uh I think we actually cleared more than that but This year already cleared 200,000. We're on a great run right now with the Phillies being on a great red October run. So thank you to everyone for being along for the ride. Again, please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff. It costs you nothing. Uh, It's a great way to keep up to date on the latest Phillies information through us here at Locked On Phillies. Uh, So without further ado, let's jump into the episode, which today is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code on, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms are used for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out our friends over at Sleeper today. Now, it's a very interesting Game 3 pitching matchup between the Philadelphia Phillies' Ranger Suarez – and the Arizona Diamondbacks' Brandon Fott. Uh, If you don't know much about Fott, you're not alone. Not a lot of people know him. Not a lot of people know how to say his name. Trust me, I've had to look up the pronunciation since the series started, and he hasn't even thrown yet. I've had to look up the pronunciation of his name like 30 times. So, uh, yes, Brandon Fott, I believe I've nailed that one down, uh, is on the mound tonight for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, here's the difference over the course of the postseason. In statistics between Ranger Suarez and Brandon Fott, Suarez is one and oh with a 104 ERA and a 0.58 whip. He has outdueled Spencer Strider not once but twice already this postseason. Brandon Fott, not Spencer Strider. Uh, he's got eight and two thirds innings pitch. Uh, now Brandon Fott, on the other hand. 0-0 0 record in the postseason, a three eight six ERA, a one whip in seven innings pitch. That's not bad, right? But that's very similar to the numbers we saw Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen kind of. Have. Now, Merrill Kelly had a zero ERA, right? But it's just like you have to have something outstanding over a long period of time to be considered one of those top-level playoff performers. And Fott just – he's been okay in the postseason. So let's go ahead and look at his regular season stats, and you'll see why this is a big advantage for the Philadelphia Phillies. Fought in the regular season was three and nine, with a five seven two ERA, ninety four strikeouts, a one four one WHIP. By the way, twenty five years of age, not exactly a guy that comes in with all this playoff experience or anything like that. Now, I want to try and see if I can, yeah, let me get to his splits because I want to see the difference between him at home and away. Um, so let's just go ahead and go down to here. Yeah, it's got pitching splits. I don't know why this is so hard to do on the ESPN app, but uh, yeah, all it has is all splits. Uh, bottom line is he's a young pitcher and he gets the opportunity to pitch at home. The 572 ERA is one that you look at and you say, okay, not great over the course of a season, especially one that his innings pitched. He was 96 innings pitched, nearly 100 innings. That's a lot for a young pitcher. Uh, yeah, Ranger Suarez has been here before. He's already outduled Spencer Strider twice. Brandon Fott has not been here before. He has not done what the Phillies are trying to do, and he has not done what the Diamondbacks are trying to do, which is compete in an NLCS. Just not used to it. The Phillies are used to it. I don't know if you remember, but Ranger Suarez got the final out of the NLCS last year when you knocked off the San Diego Padres. Yeah, San Diego Padres. I can't say San Diego anymore because the Chargers have moved, and I, like – Every time I say San Diego, I feel like I'm naming a team that's not there. Teams move too much. Anyway, yes, you knock off the Padres. Ranger Suarez was the guy on the mound for that. So we know he's ready for this level of a moment. Like, Ranger Suarez is cool, calm, and collected. Brandon Fott, on the other hand, just watch a team hang 10 on Merrill Kelly, who had a zero ERA this postseason. Now he's got to go out there and throw. Another righty, by the way, too. Like, that's something that I mentioned before the series, and I'll bring it up again here. Having all these righties in a row. Kelly a righty. Gallon a righty, fought a righty. It just it gets the Phillies in a rhythm. They can throw the same same exact lineup out there if they want to. I don't know why you wouldn't throw the same lineup out there because frankly you just scored ten runs and shut them out. How much better would you like to play? But yes, you have the advantage in the pitching matchup in Game One. And when you look at it, first pitch by the way today, something to keep in mind: five oh seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. A bit of an earlier one here, so. Rush home from work if you can. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. But I don't know. I I see a young righty who doesn't have that great of numbers against a lineup that has been really good in this series, and I see Ranger Suarez as the guy who can go out and shut down any team. And the Diamondbacks' offense hasn't been that good. Um, Yeah, I just – in this Game 3 matchup, the only way Arizona possibly, possibly has a comp like has a competitive game against the Philadelphia Phillies is if they go out there and their pitching is significantly better. You have to shut down this offense because the Phillies pitching is probably not getting worse. The bullpen is really good. The starters, at least to this point, are outstanding. I mean, all of that stuff plays in. And by the way, something to keep in mind, too. If you win this game tomorrow, you're playing to close out the series, a four-game sweep, and the Diamondbacks have already said that Zach Allen, who started game one, they are not going to throw him on short rest tomorrow in game four. They're saving him for game five, and you're down 2-0. You better win tonight if you're Arizona, or else that's a dumb strategy to not have your best pitcher available on the day that you could be eliminated. You're saving him for a game that might not happen. That's crazy. But that's just the difference between Tori Lavella and Rob Thompson, between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. One team understands the pressure of the moment. One team understands the type of uh, approach you have to have in a postseason series, and one team doesn't. One team hasn't shown it so far. It's a big-time mismatch in this series between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And part of that is the starting pitcher. I talked about it yesterday on air on 97.5, the Fanatic, on the radio. And I asked a bunch of people what their number one most impressive thing was uh, through the postseason so far for the Phillies. And so many people said the pitching, the one-two punch of Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler, uh, Aaron Nola himself, like just the overall way that the pitching has been able to control offenses. So, yes, the pitching has been the strength. And Ranger Schwarz is still a guy that you felt comfortable starting not once, but twice, two times against the Atlanta Braves. You should absolutely feel comfortable about starting him tonight in Arizona against the Diamondbacks and Brandon Fott and a guy that's not ready for this moment. Like, he's not. I find it very hard to believe that Brandon Fott's going to go out there and shut this team down. He's not one of those weird lefties that throws from, like, a weird – no. Just typical righty, going to go out there, be middle of the road pitcher, and hopefully he's going to get absolutely shelled just like Zach Allen did and just like you saw with Merrill Kelly in game two. So <clears throat> I think it goes without saying, but I'll, I'll say it again. I feel great about the game tonight. I really do. And the Phillies are favored on the money line. They're minus 130, which is a little bit tighter odds than what you got at home. But I get it. It's a away game. Uh, the ESPN matchup predictor, Phillies 58.4% chance to win this one. A little bit tighter. That's tightening down a little bit. And we're going to talk about that coming up. because. I have a question that we need to answer. What changes as the series shifts out to the desert and the Arizona Diamondbacks start playing? I'll tell you what does and what doesn't when it comes to the next couple games of this NLCS matchup. So we'll discuss that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Phillies. I want to tell you about Sleeper first, though, okay? And we'll be playoffs play here. And that means that as you grow down to the end of baseball season, you're running out of time to win a hundred times your cash on Daily Fantasy Baseball. The clock is ticking. We're almost to the World Series. You gotta get your action in now. So go ahead and check it out because baseball's never been more exciting than it is now. You've got big time players still left in. Harper, Schwarber. Walker Carroll other side you're looking at the Rangers had like eight all-stars this year you got the Astros Jordan Alvarez Jose Altuve like these guys that are next level stars in the game of baseball are still around so you can just pick more or less on stats for those stars like home runs hits, strikeouts it doesn't have to be stars it can be any player and more for up to 100 times payout on sleeper get your picks right and you could win big there's so many great things about sleeper it's so easy you can pick up the eight options uh, you can win 100 times your cash. Like, I mean, what's not to like? It's super simple. It's a super quick way. You can try and win a good amount of money playing daily fantasy baseball. So use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See, Sleeper's terms are used for details. Go ahead and check out Sleeper, your number one place for daily fantasy baseball. All right, let's jump into... The change in the series, which is location, location, location. In real estate, that's very important. But in baseball, in the NLCS, for a spot where it would feel so important, maybe it's not. So yesterday, when I was doing radio, I had a chance to talk to Tim Kelly of Phillies Nation. He was very gracious to join me on my night show that I do on the radio. And uh, Tim Kelly popped in, and I asked him about if this series feels over yet. And he said, yeah, like I try and be more conservative, but yeah, it feels over. The question is like four games or five games. How quickly can the Phillies win it? Um, Matt Breen, who works for the Philadelphia Inquirer, was on our midday show. I replayed uh, a sound cut from him yesterday on the air on the radio as well. And he said basically the same thing. It's just a question of is this series done in four or five? Now, I'm trying to be a little bit more cautious, okay, because you've seen two home games for the higher-seeded team. If this was the Atlanta Braves, like I always try and put myself in the opposition's shoes. If this was the Phillies playing the Braves and you lose two games down in Atlanta and you're coming back to Philadelphia and you've got a chance to play at home, what are you saying? You're saying, okay, well, they have no idea how to beat us at our place. We know this. This series isn't in trouble until they prove that they can win games on the road. And that's true for any postseason series, right? But the Phillies have proven that they can win games on the road. We know this. And here's the other thing, right? The number one thing that doesn't seem to shift all that much is the crowd when it comes to going back to Arizona. Tickets are like $8 to get into that game out there. There are Phillies fans flying in from all over the place to Arizona to watch this game in person out there. I'd be surprised if this game was less than 40% Phillies fans. I think you're going to see 40% or more of the crowd be fans of the Philadelphia Phillies. And Tim Kelly's already out there. I was talking to him about that. He's like, his flight's packed with Phillies fans on the way out there. Like, it's super, super interesting how many Phillies fans travel and how tough it's going to be, right? The other thing, you got to remember, five o'clock game, this poor scheduling on Major League Baseball's part. Uh, Five o'clock game, you can listen to every pitch of the Phillies radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies and you'll be able to hear Phil's Diamondbacks NLCS game three, Five o'clock game Eastern Standard Time, which means it's a two oh seven game out in Arizona. And that's middle of a workday on a Thursday. Some guys and gals will take off, right? Some folks will have the luxury to be able to say, no, I'm not going to the office today. I'm going to take off. But put yourself in their shoes again. If you just watch your team lose two straight games, get beat down by a better opponent, lose 10 nothing, get their teeth kicked in, your top two pitchers have already thrown, and now it's a middle-of-the-day, workday, Thursday game. I'm not going to that. I'll tell you honestly. I'm, I'm not going to that. I'm not spending my money on that. I don't care if it is the price of a beer. I'm not taking off work to go see my team get their teeth kicked in in a spot that's pretty difficult for them. So, uh, what changes? The number one thing that changes is you're not at Citizens Bank Park anymore, right? You don't have the crowd behind you. You don't have the loudness that affects the opposition, but it doesn't fully flip. You might still have the advantage and people there. There might be more Phillies fans at these games than there are Arizona Diamondbacks fans, which is insane to say. You're basically going all the way around the country to a game – that you don't really need to go to because your team's that much better. It's just, nope. Screw it. We're going. We're watching the Philadelphia Phillies. We're flying to Arizona. We're going to this game. It'll be a fun trip. I was considering doing it myself. I have a couple of things of work that I got to do that kept me unable to do that. But also, I mean, it is still rather expensive to get a plane flight out there. But that's something that while it might not be the red October environment you have at the bank, well, it definitely won't be the red October environment you have at the bank. I don't think it's flipping to, Oh, well, now you have to play in the opposite of that environment. No, I think at best for the diamondbacks is neutral. And at worst, it could be still a Phillies positive crowd. So, so that doesn't change. The other thing that shifts to is you're now into the point of this series where a couple of things, first off, you're down your top two pitchers, on both sides. But for the Phillies, that means you still have Ranger Suarez, Tywan Walker, Christopher Sanchez, Michael Lorenzen, all to go. Sanchez was outstanding this year. Lorenzen threw a no-hitter. Tywan Walker was one of the top wins leaders in baseball. Ranger Suarez has out Spencer Strider twice already this postseason. That's who the Phillies have. The Diamondbacks have Brandon Fott and then a bullpen game and then hope Zach Allen's good again for the next game. Like, very few options. And if you get the fought, early, he's going to have to wear it or you completely ruin their strategy of throwing a bullpen game tomorrow. I mean, the Diamondbacks are in a really, really rough spot when it comes to their pitching. And this is why the Phillies are where they are. Not only has their offense been good, but their pitching has showed up in the biggest way. They built a competitive bullpen with some strong names and track records and just said, go out there and get ready for October. And they have. They built a strong rotation with a lot of nice pieces and they bring in Michael Lorenzen at the trade deadline to kind of save these guys arms. So they're hitting the ground running come October. And they did. And the top two, three guys have been really good. Now you get into a seven game series where you might need to throw more of these guys and opportunity will come, but the depth for the Phillies is light years better than what the Diamondbacks have depth wise when it comes to the pitching situation. So you've got that on your side as well. What does change, though, for the potentially negative? The Diamondbacks are a scrappy, tough team. They deserve to be here. They fight really hard when their backs are against the wall, and you have just forced them up against the wall. You've just forced their backs to their wall in their own stadium. I know they are only down 2-0. This is not an elimination game, but it might as well be because you go down 3-0 to start the series, you're in trouble. You're in big, big trouble, especially considering you don't have, like, an ace guy waiting in the wings no again gallon not going to throw until game five per reports from the team which is dumb considering there might not even be a game five but that's their decision so it's going to be tough for the arizona diamondbacks to crawl out of this hole as much as i don't want to say the series is over it feels very much like that at this point point. and if the phillies win tonight yeah, the roof is going to get blown off this city because we are going to know that we're one win away from the World Series. You know what it feels like? It's funny. It feels like doing a little crossover with Eagles here. And by the way, the Phillies, Diamondbacks, 5.07 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. If you remember back in 2017, 2018, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah, how could we forget, right? But... Remember how that NFC Championship game felt against Minnesota. It was kind of like worrisome early. There were early nerves. And then you start to run it up on them. And the next thing you know, you're like, it's the third quarter. And you're like, oh, my goodness, this is basically over. And then by the time the third quarter ended, it was a party. Well, you win this in four games. So let's look at it as quarters. First quarter, it's like, okay, we're ahead, but it was kind of shaky at points and it's like okay this team might have some fighting second quarter you run it up you're like oh 10 nothing bang okay see it we're going to smoke you now like all the momentum's our way third quarter you're kind of sitting in your seat like feeling pretty good but there's a long way to go you got a whole half of football still to play and then by the time the fourth quarter rolls around you're dancing that's kind of what this is right we're heading into the third quarter like you can tell we're the clearly better team the philadelphia phillies are clearly better than the arizona Diamondbacks, but. There's a lot of baseball left to be played, so give it a second. But if you get to game four, it'll just be a party. It'll be absolutely awesome for the Philadelphia Phillies because you'll know you're going to the World Series. So it's fun. I'm I'm trying to slow the heart rate down a little bit and not be too boisterous about this, but everything points towards the Phillies being in as good of a spot as anybody in baseball. Uh, Coming up as we wrap up, I want to do a quick check-in on something we haven't talked about yet gold glove finalists have been announced for the national league and the american league and uh, Rawling split those out yesterday i want you to read or i want to read through for you some phillies that have the chance to be honored with that so we'll get into that coming up as we wrap up today's episode of locked on phillies first though i want to tell you about my friends over at jace medical okay there's there's a lot of uncertainty out in the world today. Like you can be uncertain in a lot of different situations. You never know. I mean, people are starting to travel for work and post-pandemic. A lot more people on the roads. You're doing stuff out and day-to-day and everything where you interact with other people. You interact with situations that could potentially lead to medical emergencies. You have to be prepared. And Jace Medical, now they have the Jace case, right? The Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You never know when you're going to need it, but you know, when you do need it, you want it there. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medication based on your unique needs. If you have a certain allergy to something, maybe you need that in your J's case. If you have something that uh, I, I don't know, just certain medical needs that not the every person has, you can customize it, which is even better. And, that customize, custom, <laughs> that ability to customize. I was gonna try and say customizability, which is not a word. That ability to customize your Jace case, it can be life changing. It can be life saving. So go ahead and check it out. And Jace Medical is awesome at it. Um, go to jasemedical.com and enter the code Locked On at checkout for a twenty dollar discount on your order. That's promo code Locked On at Medical.com. All right, let's run through the gold glove finalists for the National League. Now, the uh, interesting point here overall overall is that there's an interesting um, omission at third base. Nolan Arenado, who for the first 10 years of his career was the gold glove winner at third base in the National League, started with the Rockies, then obviously moved on to the Cardinals, he is no longer going to have that streak. He was not listed as a finalist for the National League Gold Glove at third base. So uh, that streak comes to an end. That's sad to see because I would have loved to see that progress as long as possible, just as like a fun uh, baseball point of view. like. But anyway... Let's get into the stuff that affects the Phillies. So I'm just going to run through this as MLB has on the graphic here. National League finalists. We're going to skip some positions because some uh, it's obvious the Phillies. Like, I don't think the Phillies are going to have a left field gold buff candidate with Kyle Schwarber spending most of the time out there. But catcher, Patrick Bailey of the San Francisco Giants, Gabriel Moreno of the Arizona Diamondbacks who you're playing right now, and JT Realmuto of the Philadelphia Phillies are your three finalists for National League catcher gold glove award um jt doesn't deserve it this year it should be moreno i think he's been better but reputation plays in and jt deserves to be a finalist i believe i mean he's still one of the best catchers in baseball if not the best when you add in the offense he adds like he's unbelievable that's not a knock on him i just think that he hasn't been at his 100 best defensively this year but he's still been really really good and he's in there maybe they'll give him one based on reputation alone so he's not on anyone in the left field they obviously don't have anyone at first base with the rotating uh, situation over there. Johan Rojas has not been up long enough, so no center field either. Second base, Nico Horner of the Cubs, Hasan Kim of the San Diego Padres, and Bryson Stott of your Philadelphia Phillies. Stottie, is second year up, and he's already a finalist at Gold Glove at second base. I mean, not only does the kid have put together great at-bats, But he's getting recognition as one of the best second basemen, uh, not just the National League, but baseball in general. That's a huge thing for a young player in Bryson Stott. So a a great step in his career to be nominated for that or to be a finalist for that. And we'll see if he ends up winning it. I'd be surprised if he does, but we'll see. I think that one might end up going to Hassel and Kim. But Stott being in there is great. No one in right field. The Phillies had no outfield um, gold glove candidates. With Nick Castellanos, with a revolving door in center and Johan Ross eventually taking over, and Kyle Schwarber out and left, not surprising. Third base, Alec Boehm not listed. Um, shortstop, Trey Turner not listed. He's had a lot of yeah, a lot of issues. Utility is an interesting one. There's a utility position down here. Mookie Betts, hassan Kim, and Tommy Edmund are all listed there. So some guys you'll see multiple times. Well, they're listed in the utility spot because they play different positions. And here's the fun one. Pitcher Jesus Lazardo of the Miami Marlins is one of the nominees, and then the other two come from your Philadelphia Phillies Taiwan Walker and Zach Wheeler, both gold glove finalists for pitcher for the National League. I just hope one of them wins it. I think it should be Zach Wheeler, uh, because of the way that he's handled the running game, fielded his position, all that good stuff. I think Ranger Suarez could have been in this conversation too if he had been healthy all year, but uh, Lazardo's good too. Walker has been outstanding. I mean. It's nice to see through the whole National League. You have two of the top three fielding pitchers, and one of them's not even throwing in the postseason. That shows you the depth I was talking about with this Phillies rotation. I mean, they're in such a good spot right now that amidst a game three of an NLCS, we're talking gold glove because this series feels over. It does. So. I don't know. Hopefully the Phillies will lock it down and make us look right and not make me feel dumb for pretending like this series is pretty close to done, if not done already. But we head into game three tonight. It's a big one. Suarez thought you have a chance to bury them or you have a chance to let them believe they belong. I don't think anyone believes that the Diamondbacks belong in this series right now. Besides them, prove them wrong. Prove them wrong that they think that they can play with you. You've already done it two games in a row. You're one game away for putting them on life support. So rooting for the Phillies tonight, obviously, and uh, hopefully they get the job done. We're talking about a uh, game four sweep opportunity tomorrow. Maybe Mr. Broom will even focus that out. Can you imagine an NLCS sweep job? That would be awesome. Well, we'll see how it plays out tonight. And we'll have plenty to get into on tomorrow's episode. Reviewing tonight's game and uh, previewing game four. So we'll discuss all of that on tomorrow's episode. That's all for Locked On Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Please make sure you're rating, re- reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that good stuff, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.